Sometimes you just need a little encouragement. Am I right? Look, I get it. Life is messy and there are so many things that can keep us feeling stuck or overwhelmed in our everyday life. I want you to know that you're not doing this alone. So, welcome to Chasing Wonderment. This is a podcast designed to help you get unstuck, learn how to shift your mindset, and get some encouragement from your internet bestie. That's me. Okay, you ready? Let's start Chasing Wonderment. Oh my goodness. Happy November. Friends, it is November 1st, and it's one of my favorite months of the year because it's Thanksgiving month. And I don't know about you, but there is nothing better than hanging out with fam, with um, everybody squeezed around the table, and I just, I love it. I mean, I am an extrovert, I know, I'm fully aware that (laughs) my extrovert is showing right now, but I absolutely love Thanksgiving. Um, And also, if you are a part of my email newsletter, Today, this morning, this very day that this podcast goes live on November 1st, 2021. (laughs) I'm really hyping this up, guys. It's not that big of a deal, to be honest. (laughs) But in your inboxes, you have a new, brand new calendar page. I'm so excited. Um, I love the way it turned out this, this time around. I love doing them. So every month, I design a bullet journal spread for my bullet journal and I just give myself a lot of time to be creative. It's one of my favorite monthly projects and just a really fun creative outlet. And so I thought it would be really fun to share that little bit of creativity with you. So what I've done is I take my bullet journal design and then I kind of rework it a little bit and redraw it on a real calendar page that you can print out for your refrigerator or wherever you want to hang it. Um, So, if you are on my email newsletter, um, it should be in your inbox right now. So, go check it. It turned out really cute. I love it. All right. Let's get to the episode. Today, we are talking about another mindset shift that is, like, essential for living intentionally, for chasing wonderment. Um, So, if you didn't listen to last week's episode... For the next couple of weeks, I'm doing a series about these mindset shifts that are so, so hugely important when it comes to living an intentional life and to chasing wonderment. These are mindset shifts that I have had to work through, that I have learned, and that I've worked through over and over and over again. And I think this one is going to be a doozy because I know it has really helped me a ton. Like, a ton. Okay, so today's mindset shift is this. Intentional living isn't a one-size-fits-all. We're going to put that in air quotes. Have you ever, like, been shopping and you see this really cute thing and you pick it up and you notice that the tag says one-size-fits-all and you, like... (laughs) instantly roll your eyes they just roll all the way in the back of your four in your head because like who fits in that category of air quotes all like nobody because my hips will not fit into that weirdly shaped skirt like who fits that (laughs) so what I've discovered is that just like you and I do not fit into that mysterious category of all our life doesn't fit into that mysterious category either. 
<clears throat> Here's what I mean. If you have been interested in personal growth, if you've ever read a self-help book, if you've ever um, followed a self-help guru, then you have probably seen that everyone seems to have a perfect method. Oh, you just get up at this time every morning and your life will be perfect. Um, you follow this scheduling system and everything will be fine. It'll be great. And what happened with me is I get stuck in this cycle. I have done this so, so, so many times of you're looking for the perfect method to fix your life, whatever aspect of your life you want to fix, and you go searching for it. And you think you found the perfect method and you've Googled or you've looked on Pinterest and you found this beautiful new scheduling system and everything's color-coded and you print all the things and you buy all the things and you do it for two days and then it flops. And what we end up doing is we blame it on ourselves. We blame it on ourselves because we must not be doing a good enough job. So now we tell ourselves that we've failed. We've wasted all that money and all that time and all that effort and all that excitement and energy. And then you feel frustrated. And then you're kind of like down in a hole for a little while. And then eventually you're like, okay, I'm going to fix this aspect of my life again. Whatever that might be. The new diet, the new schedule, the new routine. Um, you name it. We've all probably been there, right? So then what do we do? We go right back to Google. We go right back to Pinterest. We pop open Instagram and we look for another guru who has all the answers. There are a million and one habits that you can try. There are a million and one books that you can read. But friend, <laughs> life isn't a one size fits all. What works for one person isn't going to work for you. Like I, I read one thing and there were all these like complicated morning process things that I was supposed to do and it made me want to like either laugh out loud or cry because at that point I had toddlers. Like <laughs> a 50 minute meditation? Who has time for that, you know? So how are we supposed to live intentionally in the middle of all of these like opposing and massively different methods? So I think the biggest thing that I want you to remember is honestly what we talked about last week and these mindset shifts kind of build on each other. Um, so last week's episode was all about um, letting it be messy and this is something that really applies to this episode as well when intentional living and living your life in the way that you have been called to live, it's not going to look like how anyone else does it. And it's not supposed to because you have been created to be a unique, amazing individual. And that means that you're not going to operate like anyone else. So this can apply to so many different areas of your life. I, I And I've tried. I have tried so many different methods and they just haven't worked. Like I failed at block scheduling. The Miracle Morning did not work. Um, like... I've, there was this really complicated thing where you set like all these alarms to like remind you to be intentional throughout the day and I, I just wanted to throw my phone across the wall. <laughs> I have tried so many different ways, methods to get my life together and here is what I've learned the hard way very many times. Ready for it? Dramatic pause. Okay. <laughs> there is no such thing as a perfect method. There's no such thing as a perfect method. 
What works for your mom will not work for you. What works for that amazing person on Instagram who seems to have her entire kitchen organized perfectly and it all does, it's just beautiful, it's not going to work for you. Listen, what works for me will not work for you. And I say that with all the love in my heart, like as someone who is a coach and who is very passionate about helping women live on purpose, I do not want you to think that I have it all together. I'm on this journey too. And the thing with that is it's never going to end. And what I hope is that being someone on the other end of this mic and maybe coaching you in person or on Zoom or whatever, that you know that I've just learned some stuff and I hope that it helps you. Like that's why I do this because I know how hard it is to feel stuck, but I don't ever want you to think that you like to get in that fear cycle of, oh my gosh, I need to have this thing figured out. This person has all the perfect answers. And then we spend all this money only to find out that the perfect answers don't work for us. That's not my heart as a coach as a teacher, as a mentor, as anything. I don't want to live my life like that. Okay, I could go down like a massive tangent. Um, Jess Connolly, I don't know if you follow her um, on Instagram, but she posted the other day about how a lot of self-help gurus tend to fearmonger. And it's just this like, oh, you have to get weight, lose weight, but you can only do it this way. And of course, you have to buy the program and do all the things. And um, I just, I don't, I don't want to do that. Like that is not my heart. You can chase wonderment with or without me. You don't need me to do this. You can figure it out on your own. But I have learned some things. So if you think that we would be a good fit to work together, then like, girl, I am here for you. I Even if you have questions and you can send me a DM, I would love to answer them. I would love to meet you for a free session. It's, it's not about me trying to make you feel afraid that my method um, is the thing that's going to save you because it's not. Like, y'all, it's just not. My methods might not work for you. Okay, that was a total bunny trail, but I get really hype about it because I just, I don't like fear mongering. Makes me angry. Okay, so what happens when you get caught in someone else's methods, in, in searching for the perfect method and seeking that out and constantly Googling for the next perfect idea that's going to help you organize your kitchen and stay on top of your life and lose all the weight? I don't know. There's so many different ways this can apply to our lives. The first thing that happens is we start comparing our journey with someone else. Um, maybe you start comparing your journey with your weight and your your overall health and wellness to the people that they're showing in their testimonials that have lost, you know, 100 pounds and look amazing. Um, you're, you know, thinking, well, if they can do it, I can do it and I must, it must be the right program. So what happens with comparison is that it doesn't do us any good except to keep us stuck. Because think about it, when you compare, you start falling into that trap of, well, so-and-so can do it, but it's not worked for me. I've tried X amount of different methods. And then you stay stuck and you mull over why the method went wrong and why you're such a failure and all of these things instead of considering the possibility that that method didn't actually fit in with your life and the way that you were designed. 
And then what happens is we start to think, okay, since it didn't work, you must be the failure. Like, I must be the failure. It's really easy to fall into that trap of thinking if something something didn't work, it's my fault. It's my fault. And what's really interesting, and we could probably talk about this for forever too, is um, there was this study done that guys, if something goes wrong, they are like way more likely to blame something else. They blame their tool, like the hammer didn't blah, 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 blah. <laughs> you know, this stupid saw didn't work, whatever. And women are massively more likely to blame themselves. Like, oh, well, I must be terrible at carpentry. So obviously I can't do this because I don't know how to make this saw work right. And I just found that really interesting. Um, I, I have no idea where this study is. I'm sorry. I'm terrible at citing things. But I'm sure someone out there who is great at Googling can find it. <laughs> if you do, send it to me. <laughs> I'll include it in the show notes. Um, but anyway, we have this... this um, idea that now it's my fault and I'm a failure I have done this so many times and then self-sabotage and doubt floods in like waves and then what happens is once we've mulled over it and we've you know had a good cry session and we've whined about it to anyone who will listen and moped around for a few days or a week then we start looking for the new air quotes better method And it's really easy to get in this place of you experience failure and then you immediately start researching again. You're looking for a better answer. Maybe you need a different planner. Maybe new organizing bins will help. Um, You know, you go on Pinterest and you search for new productivity tips or how to get your house together in 30 days or less. I don't, there's so many different things out there. Here's why this is so important. Chasing wonderment isn't about my methods. It has nothing to do with my methods or anyone else's. It's about creating and finding your own path to intentional living. And that's why the first the first mindset shift in this series was last week, which was let it be messy because it's going to be a messy process to create your own path to living your life to living your best life, to chasing wonderment, whatever that looks like for you, it's going to be messy. I honestly did not see growth in my life until I stopped following everyone else's methods and started figuring out what works for me. And I'm going to tell you, it was super messy. Like there, I, I felt like a failure and I would try something and then I would, I would, you know, not it wouldn't work well and then I just felt like I was going backward but little by little I began to see changes a little tiny piece of growth there a little forward motion there and I found some some things that work really well for me here is what I think is super important and can be really helpful when it comes to figuring out um, what your uh, chasing ornament size is, like one size fits all, you know, what your version of that is. Number one is it can be very, very helpful to know your personality, to learn more about who you are, how you tick, what makes you 
come alive. Um, the things that make you feel like you're dying inside. I am an ENFP on the Myers-Briggs and I am an Enneagram 7. And this has helped me so much. Number one, because it's helped me have the words and the tools to explain myself to like my husband when we didn't see eye to eye on things because I am very much a feelings-oriented person and he is very much a logical-oriented person. Um, so it really helped me say, well, this is why I, you know, react in this way. Um, and then another thing that it really helps me with is it helps me understand why certain methods don't work for me. Because for some people that I know, they do not understand why I struggle with keeping the house, like, organized and keeping up with everyday housework. Um, and if you're here and you're listening, you're like, I, I don't understand. It's so easy. Why, why does she have such a big deal with this? Okay, I do not like routine. Anything that I have to do for more than a few days in a row literally makes me feel like I'm dying inside. Does that mean I don't clean my house? No, it does not. Does that mean that it is a battle for me to do it? Like it is a mental battle that I have to work through every single time? 100%. <laughs> it makes it is so difficult for me and I'm not trying to say like um you know everyone is like that I'm I'm sharing this because it's it, it is uncomfortable for me to say like oh hey I hate cleaning <laughs> but it's the truth I, I struggle with it so much because those daily routine things aren't fun and one thing that my that I love more than anything is joy and fun and delight, wonder, <clears throat> and I love my freedom. And anything that makes me feel tied down makes me feel trapped and I just like want to run in the opposite direction. And when you read anything about the Enneagram 7, it makes perfect sense because that is like the hallmark of that personality type. So that was a huge Honestly, it was very freeing for me to realize that for the first time in my life, I was like, oh, there's nothing wrong with me because I'm just, that's just how I'm made. Like there's nothing wrong with me because for years I've been beating myself up and feeling like a failure because I really wrestle with this area of my life when, hey, guess what? It's just part of who I am. And now that I know that, now I can start to work. Now I can start to hack this. Now I can start to think, okay, how could I make this more fun? Um, and I've learned a lot of mindset shifts and little tricks and habits that have helped me make it way, way, way easier. Is it perfect? Nope. Am I ever going to be one of those like amazing people like type A that have everything, It like everything has a place and it's all in its place? Probably not because... I try and I do my best and sometimes, sometimes it just falls through the cracks and that's okay. So I share all of that to tell you that if you have been in this cycle of trying to follow someone else's methods and look for the perfect method, um, if you're here hoping I will tell you the perfect method, friend, I'm sorry to disappoint, there isn't one. There isn't one because chasing wonderment and intentional living and living your best life isn't going to be a one size fits all. You might find one little section of this method that works really well for you in one aspect of your life, but it doesn't apply to all of them. And that's what I have seen 
happen in my life. Um, one of the things that has really helped me is habit stacking. But I can only do it in certain areas of my life. Um, for instance, I hate flossing my teeth. I just, I just do. I don't know. Actually, I don't mind it now. Um, but I used to. I used to hate flossing my teeth. And I think that was a massive mindset thing. But I did this nifty little trick called habit stacking with it. And habit stacking is basically you take a habit that you already have in place and you add another one before it or after it. So what I started doing, because I floss my teeth, or I brush my teeth all the time, brush my teeth every night, every morning, um, and so what I started doing is I told myself I am not allowed to brush my teeth until I floss them. Guess what? I floss my teeth every day now. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> and it's not even a big deal anymore. I have done it for so long that I don't even think about it. But I tried to apply habit stacking to other areas of my life and it didn't work. It just felt too routine for me. So this is where um, this, this knowing your personality type can really come into play. Um, if you are an Enneagram 2, you are way more likely to take care of everyone else's needs around you before your own. That can go a long way in helping you understand that you might be burning out and you might be overdoing taking care of everyone else and your um, version of chasing wonderment might look like taking more time for yourself, making sure that you're keeping your cup filled so that you're not pouring out too much to everyone else and just feeling exhausted and resentful all the time. Um, if you're a nine, you love peace and you tend to curl inward when things are chaotic, when sometimes maybe you need to push yourself out of that box and press in just a little bit more so that you are not letting go of the things that matter to you just to have peace in your life. Does that make sense? Um, I hope these make sense to you. Um, another thing that has really helped me a lot is um, Gretchen Rubin. Oh, what was that book called? Oh, shoot. I need to think about it. Hang on just a second. Okay, I got it. Um, I, had to, I had to Google. <laughs> so I'm back. Okay, Gretchen Rubin wrote a book called The Four Tendencies. I'm going to be honest, I haven't read the book, but I have heard podcast episodes um, with interviews of her and just felt like it really helped me a ton. Um, so in her book, she says that there are four types of people and some of these you can overlap. Um, but there is, um, the person that's called the upholder and they meet outer expectations. So expectations that other people have of them and they meet inner expectations. So expectations they have of themselves, they meet them very easily. Side note, if you are an upholder, you're probably not listening to this podcast because <laughs> you've got a lot of your, your ish together. You don't need my help. Um, <laughs> Just being honest here. Okay, the next kind of person is a questioner. They question outer expectations. So if someone tells them they want them to do something, they're going to ask why. Why is this important? And then they tend to meet their own inner expectations because they understand why. They know why it's important already. Then there is the obliger. The obliger meets outer expectations and they resist inner expectations. So obligers are much more likely to do something if someone else holds them accountable or is asking them to do it. And then there's the fun one, which is the rebel. 
And the rebel rejects outer expectations and also rejects inner expectations. You can guess which one I am. <laughs> I'm actually an obliger rebel. I am much more likely to meet outer expectations, um, but there are times when I resist outer and inner expectations, and it's usually when I am overtired, overworked, um, haven't had enough space to just kind of be myself and have fun and do fun things in life. So that's when I tend to get a little rebellious about everything and <laughs> stubborn. <laughs> so those um, four tendencies and knowing your tendency has really, really helped me a lot because knowing that I am naturally an obliger rebel means that in some aspects of my life, I can ask people to be my outer expectation for me. So that is when accountability helps a lot. Um, having someone say, hey, um, you know, you said you were going to do this. Are you actually going to do that? Like, are you going to follow through with what you said? That can really help me kind of give me a kick in my butt and, and get something done that I otherwise would procrastinate or um, honestly just kind of, I'm looking for the word, um, why can't I? Um, guys, it's late and I'm tired. I, words are not happening right now. Anyway, um, basically, otherwise, I would have procrastinated and, um, like, convinced myself that I didn't actually need to do it. There's a word, there's an easy word for that, and my, my brain's just not having any of it. Um, so that has helped me a ton, to know that there are, there are times and places where I can set up some outer accountability to help me follow through with the things that I really know that are important to me. So, friend, <laughs> if you have been stuck in the hamster wheel of trying to meet everyone else's methods, trying to figure out the perfect way, I hope that you'll stop. I hope that this episode gives you some freedom to stop. To stop trying to find the perfect method and maybe, just maybe, start trying to test your own. If you, if that kind of like freaks you out inside, try asking yourself this question, like journal it or type it into a note on your phone or even like record yourself answering it, just like a voice note. Um, ask this for yourself. If I knew what to do, if I did, I, I understand that, that, you know, I feel like I don't know what to do, but we want to get past that mindset hurdle. If I'm pretending that I knew what to do, what would I do? And then answer it. Because now you've tricked your mind. You've you've appeased that thought, that, that mindset block, that lie of, I don't know what to do. I wouldn't know where to start. And you said, okay, I, I understand that. But if I did, what would I do? That question is insanely helpful to help you push past that boundary if you're feeling stuck on um, any kind of, I can't do it. I don't know where to start. I wouldn't know how to start organizing my house on my own without looking for a method, without watching Marie Kondo and folding my laundry in perfect little squares. I wouldn't know where to start on um, organizing my stuff in my house or on exercising or anything. But, but you actually might. And I guarantee you, you know 
what you are capable of. You know where your strengths and your gifts are. And another thing, again, you can learn them. That's why I love personality typing so much. That's why these tools have helped me so much. Because instead of constantly going to another guru, of looking for another answer, of better, more, whatever, I've started to actually stop and think about what would work best for me. What would work best in the way that I've been created? What would work best with the flaws and the mistakes and all the messy bits that make my myself me? What would work best in the middle of all of that? And I'm going to tell you, it's a mashup. Like my life trying to chase wonderment for me is like a mashup of a million different things that I've tried. Some of them have worked. Some of them have worked in little tiny pieces of my life and like nowhere else. So I just hope that this encourages you and gives you a little freedom to stop looking for answers everywhere else and start realizing that it's not going to be a one-size-fits-all, that there isn't a perfect method. Give yourself some freedom to have fun and, you know, let it be messy. (laughs) Okay, intentional living isn't a one-size-fits-all. Just to recap, I wanted to remind you a couple things that I chatted about. One was the Enneagram. My favorite thing to do with the Enneagram, if you've not looked into your personality, because again, I think this can really help you if you're not. Um, Well, I'll back up on that. Um, I would recommend the Myers-Briggs first. It's much simpler. Um, You can go to 16personalities.com and they have a free test you can take. It is wildly accurate and it is freaky at how accurate it is. Oh my word. It's like they watch you and then write about you. Um, And then the next thing that I recommend for the Enneagram is enneagraminstitute.com. I do not recommend taking a test because they are largely inaccurate. Um, And most people who are Enneagram experts, I'm not an expert, but um, most of the people that I've heard from don't recommend taking a test. So go there. You can tap on like the nine personalities, the nine types, and then see a short overview. And then honestly, just read the ones that stand out to you the most. Um, And then the last thing that I talked about and mentioned was Gretchen Rubin and the Four Tendencies. And that has really helped me um, learn that there are times that I can hack my myself, my personality, if you will, for lack of a better term, um, and use my um, my character flaws, personality flaws, traits. I don't know what you want to call them. And find ways to work around the areas that I struggle with. Um, So for me, that looks like asking for outside accountability, um, setting up some areas where there are accountability, and then leaving some areas where there aren't because I like my freedom and I don't like feeling tied down. So... My hope is that this episode has helped you learn more about who you are so that you can uncover what might work best for you when it comes to living intentionally. Because that, my friend, that is what Chasing Wonderment is all about. Okay, thanks for hanging with me today. Um, If you have any questions about this episode, I would love to hear from you. Send me an email, kate at chasingwonderment.com. Send me a DM on Instagram. I'm over there at chasingwonderment. Um, If you would like to chat more about personality typing with me and let me get all nerdy, 
because that's what I do. <laughs> um, or if you would like to kind of deep dive into areas of your life that you feel like you have been searching for or the perfect method, then I would love to chat with you on a wonder session. It's half an hour of my time, completely free, no strings attached. Again, I do not want to be that person that makes you feel uncomfortable on a Zoom call and tell you that you can only do this with my method and with coaching with me. That's, that's not how I work. If we're a good fit, you'll know it. So I hope you'll join me in a wonder session if you feel like it's a good fit. Um, that's chasingwondermint.com forward slash wonder session or I will share all the links in the show notes below. Thank you guys for listening and I just, I hope you have a great day. Have a great week. Happy November 1st. Hey there, if you really enjoyed this podcast, I was hoping you would take a second to let me know. Come follow me on Instagram at Chasing Wonderment and just send me a DM and tell me how much you enjoyed it. I so appreciate it and I would love to get to know you.